Hi, I'm Manika Raman-Wilms, and you're listening to The Decibel from The Globe and Mail. Three weeks ago, we hadn't even heard of COVID's Omicron variant. But on Monday, the Chief Public Health Officer of Canada, Dr. Theresa Tam, warned that we're about to see a surge in cases thanks to Omicron, and that we'll need to use everything available to fight it. One of those things might be rapid tests. They can be done by anyone, almost anywhere, in 15 minutes. And there's a growing call for them to be freely available across Canada. Dahlia Hassan is an Ontario doctor who started a group called COVID Test Finders to help people do just that. She'll explain why she's advocating for more rapid tests and how it can help us slow the spread of COVID-19. This is The Decibel. Dahlia, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So you run a a Twitter account called COVID-19 Test Finders. Can you tell us what that is and, and why you started that? Sure. So my husband and I have an infant at home. We're both physicians. And so we wanted to take an abundance of caution. We bought N95 masks, HEPA filters, and rapid tests. And when I came across the price of the rapid tests, I was quite surprised to see how financially prohibitive they can be for many Canadians. And earlier this year, uh, Premier Doug Ford called it a game changer. And we truly believe that rapid tests are an incredibly powerful tool to be able to help stop the spread of transmission of COVID. And so I wanted to be able to share widely where the public could access free rapid tests or rapid testing programs uh, to be able to help get us back to our pre-pandemic lives. Uh, However, we quickly realized information is quite scarce and our account was not very active. Hmm. And so because of that, our account quickly evolved to start crowdsourcing for rapid test donations and also funds providing rapid tests to vulnerable individuals. We have two other physicians and a public health expert who sit on our steering committee The third aim that we have for our account is to advocate for equitable rapid test accessibility across the country. So if you were to buy these tests online, how much would they cost? The cheapest price we've seen is $8.75 per rapid test. However, to get this price, you have to buy it in a pack of 25. If that is too much, then you could also uh, find tests for $10 per test sold in a pack of five. Why did you decide to focus on rapid tests specifically uh, instead of like, you know, ventilation or, or other public health measures? There are four key public health tools available to us right now. They are vaccinations, fitted masks, ventilation like HEPA filters, and rapid tests. Having an infant at home, you know, we protected him as much as we could and tried to isolate, but seeing how long this pandemic is going on for, much longer than many people had hoped for or anticipated, 
you know, I couldn't prevent our only child from seeing their grandparents and vice versa. And so I'm sure I'm not the only person in this country who wants to see their family or friends. And there is a safer way to do that, which is rapid tests. I know public health right now is telling everybody not to gather over the holidays, but in reality, people will be gathering. And if we can facilitate a safer way to do that, then I'm up for the challenge. And so you mentioned those other measures that, you know, most of us understand how masks work, vaccination. What evidence do we have that rapid tests uh, are a good way to stop the spread? Like, how do public health specialists know that? Rapid tests are probably better understood if you call them contagiousness tests. Mm -hmm. To understand that question, it's important to dig a little deeper into viral kinetics. <laughs> and what I mean by that is the lifespan of a virus. So if you think about um, a person who is infected with COVID-19, they breathe in the virus because we know now COVID is airborne and that virus starts to replicate itself. And so this critical window of when the virus is at its highest threshold and when you are contagious and able to spread the virus is the point where rapid tests are able to capture whether or not you have COVID. The alternative would be to take a PCR test. And from a public health standpoint, if a person is infected with COVID and they're contagious at that point in time as well, they're waiting three days to get the results and they're still going on about their day-to-day -day business, there's a huge amount of people that they're interacting with and those people are interacting with and so on that the virus can quickly start spreading. And so having a very quick rapid test, which only takes 15 minutes to garner the results, is critical in order to stop the transmission of COVID right in its tracks. This is really an interesting thing. And I, I do want to actually ask you a little bit more in detail about the, the PCR too. Um, but maybe we can just bring it back to, to basics for a second. For anyone who hasn't actually done one of these rapid tests, can you just walk us through you know, what it, what it looks like and how it works? How do you actually perform this test on yourself? Sure. If you were to get a rapid test kit, it would have a swab inside. It would have a buffer solution, which is a chemical, and it would have a test device or a test strip. Now, you would tickle your nose with the swab, meaning you insert the swab two centimeters into each nostril and you swirl it around to be able to capture enough sample. After that, you would mix the swab in the test tube with the buffer solution. Then you can drop that mixed solution onto a test strip, which is similar to a pregnancy test. And if one band appears, the results would be negative. If there are two lines that show up, then you would be positive for coronavirus. Is this a fairly easy process? Like, can most people just do this without, you know, without any training or anything? Can you just kind of pick it up and, and get it done? 
Yeah, I mean, I would encourage training uh, insofar as reading the instructions within the test kit. Um, there's lots of really helpful YouTube videos out there. People are welcome to message us on our COVID Test Finders Twitter account if they have any questions, because the test is only as accurate as the person doing the test. <laughs> hmm. So it, it does require a little bit of reading around just to make sure that you are doing everything properly. But once you have an understanding of how it can be done, it just takes a few minutes to actually do the test. It's not painful. It's very easy and it's quick. And can you pretty much do this anywhere, like, you know, sitting in a car or on a porch before you go into a party? Is, is, is that OK? Yeah, that's exactly right. The ideal scenario would be to do it away from other people before you plan on attending a gathering. But you also have to be mindful of the temperatures because the test is uh, temperature sensitive. The test strip itself needs to be in an area that's more than 13 degrees Celsius. And so if you were to do it in a garage, that's fine. Like if you have somebody visiting, you can swab their nose with your mask on or have them swab their own nose. Um, but then you can leave the person outside and then bring the sample inside and finish the test up in there. So Dahlia, we also hear a lot about uh, PCR tests. What's the difference between a rapid test and a PCR test? A rapid test or a contagiousness test is a screening test. So it's intended to identify infected individuals, um, ideally before they develop symptoms. However, it can also be accurate if you do have symptoms, but to a lesser degree. A PCR test is a diagnostic test, and it's primarily used to identify infection in those with symptoms or those people who have been exposed to COVID. One of the issues that often comes up, uh, I guess, against rapid tests is that they're not as accurate as the, the PCR tests that you would do in a lab. So what about the relatively high rate of false positives with those tests? If you had a false positive, meaning that the test is telling you you have COVID, but in reality, you don't actually have COVID. Now, that's not as big an issue as if you were to get a false negative because the test is telling you you're negative, but in reality, you do have COVID and you are positive. There are no perfect tests in medicine. What we know about rapid tests is they're 95% sensitive. Its accuracy is very high. Uh, PCR test accuracy is even higher but what makes the argument to continue using rapid tests is also the time factor. And so there, there is always a risk that you could take the rapid test and it could come back negative. It's a very small chance that it comes back negative, but you are COVID positive. And that's why we say rapid tests aren't a silver bullet. Rapid tests are a public health tool and they should be used in combination with all of our other public health tools. And from what you're saying with these rapid tests, like you, you kind of want to catch this, the contagious period there of, of when that person would actually be shedding the virus. Mm -hmm. So I guess in order for it to be effective, how many rapid tests should the average person be taking, um, you know, each week or something to minimize the risk of spreading it to someone else during that period? 
in an ideal world <laughs> um, where everyone has uh, access to rapid tests for free and they come to your house and you, there's an unlimited amount of resources. Um, the recommendation is to take two per week. Unfortunately, we don't live in a vacuum. This isn't an ideal world. And I know uh, rapid tests right now are, are very limited. They're expensive to purchase on your own. And so at the very least, you should be taking a rapid test before gathering with people outside of your household. What about taking a rapid test? Like if you're wondering if you have COVID or just a cold, is, is that an effective time to take one? Yes, there are studies coming out now which show that rapid tests taken during a period when someone is having symptoms is 80% accurate. So it's not as high as if you were asymptomatic and you were in that period of contagiousness. So you should always be maintaining uh, the public health measures. So if you do experience you know, vague symptoms, you should try to isolate yourself. You should continue wearing your mask. You should, you know, continue trying to get your third vaccine dose and so on. In that situation, should you, I guess, confirm with a PCR test as well? Definitely, yes, in all situations. So if you have a positive rapid test, you need to confirm with a PCR test. And if you have symptoms or have been exposed to coronavirus, you should have a PCR test. We're both in Ontario where rapid tests are not that freely and, and widely available. But if we look at different provinces and places across the country, do you feel like any provinces is doing it right? Yeah, that's what's giving us the motivation to advocate for free rapid tests across Canada. Uh, specifically, Nova Scotia has been a shining example of what a successful public health campaign looks like. They're leading the way forward um, in terms of organizing regular rapid test events and distributing rapid tests to many parts of their province. And most recently, they announced that they will be distributing rapid tests to all public libraries for the general public to pick up. What about other countries? How are other places using rapid tests to, to help slow the spread? To answer that question, I want to share how cheap rapid tests are. So rapid tests to manufacture cost less than a dollar. So right now in Canada, we have about four companies which are approved to distribute rapid tests for home use. Whereas in the UK, there's a lot more companies which have been approved. And as such, the government has been able to provide rapid tests for free to all their residents. Um, they can pick up rapid test kits easily and quickly from their pharmacy. In Singapore, you can get free rapid tests even from vending machines. Wow. So this is uh, an ideal scenario. Uh, Germany also, they have rapid tests available uh, just for a few euros. I believe it's two euros. So yeah, so what's the issue here? Is, is it that we don't have the rapid tests or is it that they're too expensive? What, like, what's holding us back? 
I think it's a combination of factors. We're very privileged to live in Canada where we have access to all the science and all the resources, all the public health tools available to us. You can see this with vaccinations, for example. There's enough vaccinations for every single Canadian to receive it, irrespective of how much it costs. We don't even talk about the cost of vaccinations. It's it's never been an issue because it's a clear life-saving tool. And rapid tests can also be a life-saving tool if they're preventing someone from getting COVID. The federal government has been very generous and has acknowledged how important rapid tests are, so much so that the federal minister of health has told all the provinces that they're willing to distribute however many rapid tests as the provinces ask for. And that's a huge offer that we need to capitalize on. The federal government has already provided tens of millions of rapid tests to each province, and they are being grossly underutilized. I will just point out in in Ontario, we are sending um, kids home from school with five tests each for the holidays. Is that an effective measure to help protect kids from outbreaks and from bringing that back to school if someone is sick? The initiative by the province to distribute five rapid tests per public school child who is learning in person because those learning online do not qualify. It's a good start, but we need to continue. Right now, they're given five rapid tests because they can test themselves twice weekly for the two-week holiday break before school starts again in order to facilitate a safe opening again. However, recently in question period at Queen's Park, uh, Premier Ford had told everyone that he also encourages families to be using these rapid tests which were distributed for the children, which is mixed messaging. If families are to use their child's rapid test, then that doesn't leave enough rapid tests for the child to use in an optimized way to facilitate schools opening safely. And it speaks to the fact that rapid tests are useful for everyone and that children and adults need to have the rapid tests because both of them are capable of spreading the virus. The holidays are around the corner. People want to see their loved ones. On top of that, we have the Omicron variant looming over us. We have a surge in COVID cases right now. Now is the time to be able to harness every single public health tool available to us. It's a science. We need to protect our community and it can be done. Dahlia, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Thanks so much for having me. That's it for today. I'm Manika Raman-Wilms. Our producers are Madeline White and Cheryl Sutherland. David Crosby edits the show. Kasia Mihailovich is our senior producer, and Angela Pachenza is our executive editor. Thanks to Dahlia Hassan. Her account that tracks where rapid tests are available in Canada is on Twitter at C19TestFinders. If you want to reach me, I'm also on Twitter at ManikaRW. You can email us at thedecibel at globeandmail.com. And if you haven't already, please follow The Decibel wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.